computer. Hello and welcome to the Breaking Free podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Francis. And today I'm very grateful, very humbly joined by Corey Bignall. Corey's part of the self-sabotage coaching tribe. She's about to be certified. Uh, she's also an unregistered nurse. I think she's the only one in the world that's an unregistered nurse. We're looking forward to delving into that journey as well. Corey's a very, very powerful woman. Uh, she lives over in Nicaragua now. So she's had an interesting story. I've heard some of it, read some of it. I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of it, just like you you all are. Uh, Corey's awesome. This is going to be an awesome chat. Corey, welcome to my show today. Uh, happy Thanks, to have sir. you here. Let's delve into the Corey Bignall story, shall we? Okay. So, unregistered nurse. So, what? So, tell me about how that all came about, I guess, over the last three years, Corey. Well, I, in 2020, COVID hit, and I've been a nurse for, at that time, 14 years. And um, I work in acute care hospital in Kitchener, Ontario, Canada. And at first, it was like, it's kind of scary, you know, like we don't know what's happening. You know, we got one COVID patient and then like the whole hospital went bonkers. Everyone was scared. And then, then I had my first COVID patient on the floor and, um, well, I was scared going into the room. I'm not going to, not going to lie. It was a very weird feeling, you know, because you just hear everything and I don't even listen to the news or the the radio or anything, but just the buzz in the whole hospital was, you know, it was a very weird time. And so I went into the room, you know, with all your garb on, not even the correct garb because I switched that a million times. And I just thought, you know what, Corey, you have to take care of this patient and that's, he's sick and that's all there is to it. And so I took care of him, you know, he was fevered, whatever, you know, he had other ailments that, you know, you know, which is probably why he was in the hospital hospital you know looking back today um but then things got a little bit weird because our hospital was really kind of empty at the time we didn't have a lot of patients because people weren't coming to the hospital and there wasn't actually many covid patients but there we had like so many nurses working because there was nothing else to do but go to work right so nurses who would normally like call in sick they were coming to work because it wasn't very busy and then, you know, we, we started to see people banging their pots and pans and bringing us food and paying for really expensive takeouts for us all. And, you know, I kind of look around going like, um, so we're not really overworked right now. We have, normally we have like four patients to one nurse, but now we have like three patients or three nurses to one patient. So this isn't really adding up. You know, and so then I started like, okay, what the heck? Like, this just seems like, you know, it's the flu and people who are already sick at home are coming in because they're sick in the first place, but they also have COVID. I'm going to say, you know, air quotes, right? Um, And then it just like, it it just got kind of weird. Like everyone was just praising us and we're as nurses, we, we kind of, we don't get treated very well most days, but now I'd leave the hospital and you heard like pots and pans and people clapping when you walk down the street and like, what the heck is actually going on? Then I realized the only reason that they're doing that is because their TV told them to, right? The TV Mm. was like, 
okay, every at 7 p.m., like everyone clap their hands for banging their pots and pans for the nurses. It's like we're not even overworked right now. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even add up. And then um the summer of that year, 2020, July 2020, no mask mandates were in place in my area until July 19, 2020. And so I would go to Starbucks because I drank coffee back then every break. I'd have to I'd leave the hospital, walk, get my Starbucks and walk back. And so on July 18th, I walked to Starbucks and I had all my gear on, you know, my nurse's gear, no mask, nothing. And they served me coffee, no problem. So then the mask mandates came into into effect midnight at that night. I went to the the Starbucks the next day again with all my nurse, my nurse's cap and my scrubs. And the day before, they're like, oh, thank you so much. You're a hero and blah, blah, you know. The next day, the mask mandates came in at noon or at midnight that night. I walk into the same Starbucks, no mask, and everyone's wearing masks. And the lady at the counter who just praised me the day before thanking me for being a frontline hero yelled at me from the, from the, from their, their cash register. You can't come in here without a mask on. I was like, what in the hell is happening here? Oh, wow. So yesterday I could come in and I was a hero and today I'm wearing the same thing. And today I don't have a mask on and you're actually yelling at me to leave, to, to leave the whole, the, the Starbucks. What is happening here, mm. right? It's so weird. And then fast forward to when the vaccine mandates came in, um, you know, I worked through all COVID. I worked at Merge, ICU, uh, all of the floors. I worked with a million COVID patients. And then all of a sudden they put the vaccine mandates in. And now all of a sudden, like we, you know, a nurse who isn't vaccinated is about to lose our job. And, and the people, even staff, even coworkers, friends and everything were fully on board with people who weren't vaccinated to lose their jobs. Uh, even a seasoned nurse like me, they were like, no, if you don't have it, you can't work. And I said, I don't know how this makes sense. I worked the whole entire time. Mm. Well, and it wasn't just them. It was society because again, the TV told them that nurses can't work without the vaccine. So they were actually wishing for us to lose our jobs wishing that we didn't get unemployment insurance and the same people that would, you know, bang their pots and pans at 7 PM at shift change were the same people saying, no, that's it. You can't work anymore. And then that happened, right? Uh, October, we were put on unpaid leave and November, the, the people who didn't get the vaccine, we lost our job. And so, um, that was very, very difficult because my kind of line in the sand was, no matter if I get fired or not, if they put me on unpaid leave, I actually have to leave the country. I have to sell my home, which was my family home that um, my my dad grew up in. It was my grandma's house. I bought it when she had passed away. And so I was ready to leave everything if I was put on unpaid leave, not be, just because of not being able to have a job, but I was really scared about what our government was going to do with financially for me. I don't, I couldn't afford not to have a job. And I didn't looking into the future. I had a mortgage. I live paycheck to paycheck. There was no way I could afford Canada if it was going to go the way I thought it was going to go. So I sold my house when the market was really stupid hot 
And uh, as soon as I knew I was going to be on unpaid leave, and then um, by uh, November 23rd, Gabe, my son and I, we, my house closed that day and we flew to Nicaragua. We rented a house here and I had never, ever traveled before ever in my life. I never oh, saw wow. the ocean before. It was so crazy because I actually like, it was the biggest leap of faith that I have ever taken because I had no idea what was going to be waiting for me at the end of this trip, like I had, I've never been anywhere tropical. I've never seen the ocean or palm trees or nothing. And so I remember just my house closed the same day that we were, we were leaving and I was lying on my empty house floor, just crying, like praying to God, like you have to give me something at the end of this, that is going to take this heartache away because I didn't know if I'd see my daughter again. I'm leaving the home that I was thought was my forever home, my career, my family. I left everything to try and break free from the matrix, really. Mm. And so once I landed here, I went to the ocean and it was like, oh, my <laughs> what? And like, uh, I mean, I'm free. Mm. I'm out of debt. I bought a house here cash with the money that I had made off of my house. I have no debt anymore. Um, I am literally out of the matrix. Like I am, I am free. And, and it is a big deal for me because now going forward, my children are going to not be in the matrix either. Like they, you know, they're that's it they're they're out of it where we're I have paved a way for the rest of my the people that you know follow me in my my family tree we we are not slaves anymore and so it's um it was really hard I'm not going to say that it wasn't hard but it was so worth the pain that I had then to where I am right now is <laughs> I can't it's even awesome yeah that's so, so awesome <clears throat> oh. yeah yeah, that's that's really awesome. You can just up and leave your life and your stuff behind to build a new one. It's pretty powerful. Yeah. I've done the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like I have sixteen boxes left in Canada, and um, I didn't know that I'd ever come back there. But thankfully, like I've been back last summer and this past summer, and so um. I am not willing to not ever go like I'm not willing to stop traveling. I will be able to go back there. I'm a free person mm. and it's not going to matter what happens in the world. I will still be able to go see my family. No one is no one's going to make me that fearful again because I was pretty scared when I was leaving like oh my this is the last time I'm going to see them and and now I know that that's not the right mindset. But I did have to leave Canada. I had to I had to get out of debt. That was a huge one for me because, uh, you know, had I, if I'm still in debt, I'm a slave, right? You, 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 there's a lot of people that I think nurses, I can speak to that because, you know, I, I work with them. They would have only taken that vaccine because they had a mortgage, because they have car payments. Had they not had that and they could just say, you know what, I'm out of here. I don't need to work here. I have enough money. Um, I, I, I don't need to take this drug, but a lot of people had to take it because they have debt. And so I will never be in that situation again, where I'm faced to choose, you know, to pay for something or to, to put something in my body that doesn't align with 
with me. 100%. Um, yeah. And so now I, you know, I'm, I'm a free person. And a lot of people don't understand that because they can't even comprehend what it's like to be, to be debt free. And, and I'm 40, I'm for, I'm going to be 46 in a couple of weeks. You know, I'm, I'm retired from <laughs> nursing. I'll, I'll never go back. And I, you know, this year I didn't pay for my registration. So, um, and there was a few reasons why I didn't do that. Uh, one, I didn't want to have the kind of, um, I guess it would be just a temptation to go back and, and participate in the, in the healthcare system, because I know I can, I could make a decent amount of money there. So when I go home to Canada, I, you know, I could maybe get a job, you know, they are hiring nurses in other places. Now I could get a job without my vaccine. Um, but then again, now I know so much about the medical system. There is no way I can participate in that ever, ever again. You know, so that was for me, not renewing my license was, um, was a way for me to say, you absolutely cannot work there again. And so I call myself the unregistered nurse because I'm out of the system. I'm not part of the college of nurses of Ontario anymore. I will never be a part of any registered governing body for nurses and I'm unregistered and I'm, I am still a nurse. They can never take that away from me. And I'm still going to help people, but mm. just in a different way. And so this is where I was called to do Jason Kristoff's coaching course. And it just, I goosebumps thinking about it because it's everything that I love, health, fitness, and help and helping people, mm. which is that I am still a nurse. And so mm. I'm the unregistered nurse that's going to help. Hopefully I can help a lot of nurses because they're really struggling and they've always struggled for a long time, but I just hope I can help so many people, you know, maybe break free from the matrix, but at least if, if they can't do that, at least make themselves healthy. And then in time, they will be able to break free from the matrix the way I did. That's so, so powerful. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, it is. And that's a really inspiring thing because a lot of, a lot of nurses, even like my age too, are, are really struggling as well. They're struggling. Um, they've always struggled, but right now it's, it's, they're really struggling. Mm. You know, the morale is horrible. The, 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 you know, their tribe, the nursing tribe is, you know, well, I looked up some research papers a number of weeks ago, cause I made a post on how unhealthy nurses are. They're saying about 55% are overweight or obese. You know, if I were to take a poll at the hospital I was at, I would say probably 80% are overweight and, and obese. Uh, like they are very unhealthy people. And for someone like me, I didn't fit in that tribe because I competed in fitness competitions, you know, on my breaks on night shift, I'd be running up and down the stairs. I would never participate in their, their buffets that they would have. I would bring my own food. But the, the whole nursing culture, for the most part, is so unhealthy. They don't sleep well. They don't eat well. They drink a ton of coffee. Mm. And now I know about coffee and I know what it does to them. Mm. You know, they drink when they're, they drink booze when they get home because it's stressful. And that's just what nurses do. And I was that person. I, I drank coffee. Yeah. I drink wine on the weekends and, and, 
you know, I thought it was totally normal. And, but now since I've, you know, I don't drink coffee, I don't drink booze anymore. I can look back and I look at pictures from me then and to me now, and I'm obviously older now. Oh my God, what a difference. It's Mm. such a difference, you know? Um, So I am leading by example. And I know that a lot of my colleagues are still watching me. They watch because you can tell, you know, they don't even comes up on my stories. It's like, you you keep watching (laughs) and I know you know that they don't, they totally disagree with what I believe in, but they're watching. Oh, and so it's watching. that content, right? Over and over and over again. I'm going to get to them. Yeah, I'm, I'm the gonna... same with my old colleagues back in the education yeah. system. They're all watching me too. Don't worry about that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about your health journey now. So you just sort of delved into it then. So we can sort of delve into it now even more. So you see so you, so you drank the alcohol, you drank the coffee, you did all those things. What was the... How was changing, or not changing, how was breaking free from those vices, really? How did you find all of that, going through that process of becoming healthier and stronger and stuff? Well, you know what? The coffee, the caffeine, up until probably it was May of this year, I was like, ah, it's not too bad. You know, coffee isn't bad. And then you start listening to Jason, and you're like, oh, my God, actually, it is really bad. And so I'm the type of person, I say, that's it, that's it. Like May 15th, I was like, nope, that's it. I don't eat coffee anymore. And then I, and I would never drink coffee at home. I would just go to a nice cafe. I I haven't drank Starbucks since August of last year because I'm like, no, they're a globalist elite company. There's no way (laughs) I am going to Starbucks. And I was a Starbucks junkie. Okay. Like I was (laughs) the fangirl of Starbucks, right? So I quit them last year. And so I would only drink lattes only if I went to a cafe or whatever. And so I don't know that I was addicted so much, but when I was at a cafe, I would have a latte. So for me, that was easy. It was like, nope, that's it. That's done. Um, for me, alcohol, um, I didn't, I, my whole journey of through the pandemic, I kind of was weaning myself off of it. And I stopped, I stopped drinking wine um, and I lost a ton of weight just from not drinking wine socially, you know, Um, when I was a hockey mom, I drink a ton of wine and you could tell in my (laughs) pictures when I was a hockey mom, like I was, I was so fat. Oh my God, it's terrible. Um, So I didn't really have a hard time with the, with the stopping the, the drinking it's, you know, now if I do have a drink, I'll have one beer and and that's it like I don't need any more than that and and I it really wasn't a problem for me I'm pretty headstrong with like okay that's it that's all we're done sugar the same thing you know um once you listen to Jason it's like uh you don't even crave that and I've been doing the hypnosis so much and that you know you just you don't even crave those things anymore Uh, it's so crazy uh, like I actually feel I, I feel like I've changed my DNA to like, I'm not even the same person that I was even six months ago. Right. Like I am, I have leveled up so much physically and mentally from, from the day that I started his course to now. Yeah. Like, you I know, second and, that. I second that. Yeah. 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 How did you so, find Jason and how did you find his program and his course and all that sort of stuff? Man, it's great. Like I, um, I, I think 
the cost of his program is really reasonable for what you get out of it. And he's so generous, you know, like he's, he's now like every course that he offers, I'm jumping on because mm. he's, you know, for coaches, it's free. So, you know, every week I'm listening to him and it's, you know, even if it's the same, he says kind of the same things or, or plays the same videos or whatever. I don't even care if it's like, just, I just need it. You know? How'd you come across his work and his, and his course and stuff? Were you already following him on social media? Like how did all that I come was, about? Yeah. I was following him on, on social media Yep. And we were driving back. My boyfriend was down last year. We were driving back from the South and I was just on my phone and I was like, you know what? Uh, there was an ad, his, his Instagram came up with the the coaching school. And I said, I have to do it. Yeah. That's all there is. To it. And he said, okay. I'm like, I have to, because I just feel like I'm being called to this. And it was the best decision I ever made. Hmm. Like I haven't, you know, sometimes I get involved in pro like courses and then I put them to the side and, you know, I don't finish them, but this one, I was like, no, I am finishing this and that's all there is to it. And I won't take on any other work, but do my course. And so that's what I did the whole summer. I was back in Canada. I was very focused on my course. I didn't miss one class that's I was awesome. there the whole, yeah, it was so great. So that's great. awesome. And yeah. Or what sort the of future holds for you? You know, you're going to be a self-sabotage coach. You're going to help so, so many nurses. And I'm looking forward yeah. to, to watching that journey un, un, unfold for you. It's going to be awesome yeah. for you. I think it's going to be great. And um, Jason did, um, he did my questionnaire in front of the whole class. They didn't know it was me. It was the Jane Fonda. He called me and whatever. And, <laughs> and he, you know, he said so many good things about me, right? He's like, and this girl, like she's 45 and she's in good shape. And I'm like, yeah, that, he's actually talking about me. And like, it's so awesome. Mm. You know, like he, he just pumped up my tires so much. And this gave me confidence to, you know, just go for it. And sometimes like, like, I feel like you have that imposter syndrome where you're like, oh man, like, am I really doing the right thing? Like, I don't know if I can do it, but then you listen to him and then it's like, you know what, I'm just going for it. And yeah. Now my subconscious is, it's changed, right? Now I'm just, you know, if I, my intuition is super sharp, (laughs) you know, like messaging you, you know, I was, I got a message of, you know, it wasn't, there was no, oh, what if he thinks I'm weird? You know, it's kind of weird. No, I'm just going to message him and tell him like, good, good for you. You know, like I was really inspired by watching that, you know, and, and you know, if, if someone did the same to me, I I'd be stoked about that, mm. you know, it would make me really happy to know that I've made an impact on, on people. And I, I get a lot of messages, you know, every day people saying, you know, thanks so much for inspiring me. And so messages like that keep me going. Mm. And then when I do have that imposter kind of thought, um, I just think back to that and it's like, no, I'm going for it. And I can be anything I want to be. So uh, I'm an unregistered nurse who's going to help a shit ton of people. So. <laughs> Love the confidence. That's awesome. Yeah. Oozing, oozing yeah. out of you. It's powerful. Mm-hmm. So yeah. in terms of the last three years, I, I know for me, I'm very grateful for the last three years. It allowed me to go within and learn some, how's the inner work been going for you as well? Like dealing with some of the emotions mm-hmm. that come up and on the pain and 
different things as well. How's the yeah. inner journey for you been? So let's go deep now. <laughs> I have I have grown so much in the last three years that I it's hard to even recognize who I am anymore. Mm. Um, I spent a lot of time. Um, well, I came down here with my son, so it was him and I. And then when we went back to Canada last year, he said it's it's hard for a teenager here because the culture is totally different. He's not in regular school and he, you know, there wasn't a lot of friends like they speak another language here. So he decided to stay back with his dad this whole um, last year. And so I was on my own for the first time. Uh, I've been a mom since I was 16. So I was on my own alone. And I had no problems being alone, but it was very much needed for my growth spiritually and mentally and emotionally to just sit with myself and figure out who I am, mm. what I want to do instead of taking care of people, you know, like my son and, you know, my daughter and patients at work. Finally, I could just sit and be like, okay, what am I going to do with my life, you know? And, um, so I've grown a ton. I just did a lot of soul searching. I did a lot of journaling, meditating. Um, and here I am powerful, <laughs> you know, and it's not over yet. My, my journey's not over yet, but, uh, it's, I feel like finally, like I'm just, I've broken through that, you know, the barriers of that were keeping me down. And now I, I've just grown so much. And so, um, I was single for a long time after Gabe was born. Uh, I was single for gosh, 11, 12 years. And so last year I finally found, I met the, a guy who's just incredible. And I, I took that time to be single because I knew that I had to grow and I still wasn't done growing, you know, but I, I needed to figure out what I wanted in a man. And so finally, I, I finally, he came into my life last year and now it just seems like since I've grown so much and I, everything in life is just everything I wanted is coming to me. That's the only way I can explain it. So, so awesome. It's your energy. It's your vibration. Right. You're attracting that in. Yeah. yeah. It's powerful. Totally. And, and so. Oh, I was just going to ask you about your time. You carry on. He, um, <clears throat> my boyfriend is, he was a firefighter as well. Yep. And so he, he quit. Um, he retired due to the mandates because they were trying to force the mandates on him too. So he, you know, it's so crazy. I never found, I never found a boyfriend. I never even dated. I was celibate the whole time, you know, and that, that is something that I was really embarrassed about for many, many years. It's like, oh, my, you know, my friends think I'm so weird, but no, like I'm so proud of that because a lot of people don't do that. I'm celibate you know? too, by the way. I'm two yeah. and a half years into my celibate. Yeah. Celibacy. Yeah. Yeah. So not you many, know, not many, not many, not many men my age, Corey, are uh, celibates. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but but I'm so glad I did because I've learned that mm. you know, um, when you have sex with somebody, it's an energy exchange, right? Mm. And so you you take on you take on their their energy. Yeah, it's like right? plugging a USB into a computer. That's right. 
that's right. And so, um, you know, I, I was celibate for a lot, many, many years. And so, you know, I, I feel like, you know, the, the partners that I had before, you know, I've, I've, I've cut off their energy. I'm no longer oh, attached. And now, you know, I was, I was fully ready to meet someone who was deserving awesome. of me. And I, I think the world is, is, well, they do that on purpose, right? Mm. More people need to just not do that, you know, and, and focus on themselves because you, you learn a lot about yourself. And so, um, it's so crazy just how everything worked out. And, and so now he's, well, he'll be down, he'll be down, uh, next week and he'll awesome. spend four months down here, here. Yeah. So it's so great. Very so powerful. Great. What you're saying about cutting the ties. And I did all that yeah. as well. It's very, very powerful, isn't it? And then you taking that, that time. Yeah. And then taking that time to sit alone. So like, it's just interesting because not many people out there in society, my age, your age, doesn't really matter. They don't want to sit alone and do these things. There's so many, as we know, so many self-sabotaging distractions around. It's for you to take time, like I did as well, for you to take time by yourself and just work out what it is that you want, who you want, figure out what's next. That's that's going to inspire a lot of people just by you saying and doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful. And it's hard. It's hard to sit by yourself. It is. Yeah. You got got to look at yourself and you got like, oh my God, I mean, I made so many mistakes in my life and, um, you know, but that's okay. And I had to forgive myself for all those mistakes. Yeah. yeah, You know, because, because that's made me who I am today and, and who I am today is nothing like who I was back then. And so now going forward, I've learned from those mistakes and I feel like, you know, because I've been through what I've been through, I will be able to help people go through what they're going through, you know, just, just leading by example, just showing them, okay, look what I went through. And, and when, when they were firing us, you know, the girls at work that I work with knew that I had everything to lose by not taking the vaccine. Me out of everybody, because I didn't have a husband. I, I didn't have my boyfriend at the time, right? I didn't even know him until last year. Like I didn't have anybody to help me. And so that's one of the things that was um, really resonated with me was a, a guy by an American guy by the name of Sean Whalen. He had made a statement one time in one of his stories. He was like, no one is coming to save you. Mm. And I thought about that. I'm like, holy shit, no one is actually coming to save me. I have to save myself right now for myself and my son. And and whatever it takes, I got to do. No matter how radical it is, I had to do it. And it was pretty radical. People were really talking like, oh, my God, what is Corey doing? Like she doesn't never travel. Everyone knows I didn't travel. I've never been on a vacation before. And here I am moving my, my selling my home and moving. Like we, we moved in a month. Like I, I put all my stuff into storage, got a plane ticket and we left the country all in. Like, it was like six weeks. Wow. So crazy. That's phenomenal. That's so cool. Yeah. But we that had to because so, if, yeah. if I didn't leave, if I didn't leave the country by November thirtieth of twenty twenty one, we wouldn't be able to get on a plane. Well, yeah, we had we had a time limit, right? Like I mm. had to leave 
but, or I couldn't get on a plane. Like it was like, it was like, it was like the, that was the climactic part of my, my movie here. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, I, I got to get out of the country or I'm not going to be able to get out. You know? Yeah. That's so awesome. Crazy. Yeah. So. It can be story, done. No, it can be done. And, and I think that too, like my story, when people say, well, you know, I can't do this and I can't do that. And I was like, uh -huh, yeah, yeah, I could have said the same thing. I can't do this. I can't do that that no I don't there's no excuse for anybody because if I can do it man anyone can do it yeah anybody powerful so, and your content's awesome too you know you're posting a lot of workout a lot of workout reels yeah. you sort of yeah. I go to the gym every day myself so it's good to see another gym junkie out there <laughs> well you have to like and and yeah. I mean I've always been to fitness but fitness is so important and it yeah if you are fit if you are a fit person everything in life will just fall into place and 100%. that's all there is to it. and that's and interesting because how have you found the self-sabotage shop because jason often talks about going to the gym can be a form of that were you or were you one um, that was that a form of self-sabotage for you because I, I know for me with exercise or working out you guys call it I, I would run and ride my bike a lot. And that was my escape from my stuff a couple of years ago. So I would run like yeah. 30, 40 K a week, bike ride like a hundred or more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was using exercise as a form of sabotage. Was so that ever, was, was that ever a thing think, for you or not? Yeah. I think Jason, like in terms of the running and the, and the, the constant cardio, like that, like for some people that is sabotage. Because that was for me. It was for me. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you need, you need to lift weights. hundred percent. Right? Yeah. Yep. To lift weights. Um, yep. and for me, yeah, I did self-sabotage when I was competing in fitness. Yep. Um, we, uh, I didn't do steroids, but I abused the fat burners, the pre-workouts. Ah, uh, um, let's talk about those for a minute. A lot of people don't know what really goes on with those oh. products. Yeah. Let's give them a bit of a chat about so the, the pre-workouts are you know a ton there's a ton of caffeine in the pre-workouts yep it's it's uh vasodilator so it gets like your veins will pop up when you're working out because it's just dilating everything and you just get a good pump on and you can see right your your veins are popping and you, you you're all hyped up and you but feel you can get that good. naturally though you can just get that naturally i, I know oh, for I, me my, i know for me my veins have started doing that i don't take yeah. caffeine yeah no, but it, but it, I really mean, I, up. I was at the, at the, when I was competing, I couldn't work out without that pre-workout. Oh, really? Like, I, yeah, I was like, well, oh, I could have, Yeah. but I would have, I would have been like, oh, I can't work out now. I need my pre-workout, you know? Yep. 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 Or, or I need my fat burners. And, you know, and then we would take some pills to um, the diuretic pills to shed all the water before before the shows. And there was one time I almost I almost passed out because I took too many of the pills to get rid of the, the fluid so I could go on stage and you look you look so lean and you, you've got no fat on you. You're lean. Plus, you have mm. no water in so you you just show really well right so i did five of those shows and my last show i was like i can't do this anymore mm. you know because i was abusing the fat burners i was do taking the pre-workout i was taking wow. a, uh, a almost like a steroid it wasn't 
it was a mild steroid to help you gain muscle. And it was like, you know what, this is stupid. And so then I stopped, well, then I gained a shit ton of weight because, uh, I wasn't taking the pre-workout. I wasn't taking the fat burners anymore. And that's often what happens with women that are involved in, in that, um, sport, I guess you could say yeah. is they, they, they don't know how to do it without the, those supplements. Right. Mm. And some of them are illegal. Some of them are illegal, but, um, it really messes with your body. And so, um, and then I, then after I was done the shows, I, yeah, I looked terrible. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. Oh my God. It was <laughs> it's, it's very unhealthy. So that was self-sabotage. Mm. What I do now yep. is, you know, I work out for about, you know, half an hour, 40 minutes a day. Yep. Um, you know, I don't kill, kill myself in the cardio anymore. You know, I was doing two, two sessions of cardio during competing, oh, you know, yeah. 40, 45 minutes at the gym plus weights and then on night shift i'd run up and down the that's stairs right like, yeah you signed that yeah mm. you know um trying to get my second set of cardio in when now i'm leaner than i was when i competed and yeah. i don't even do that much stuff anymore and i'm older like yeah that's powerful you know i, I thought women my age like 45 you know, they start looking like shit. They get that inner tube around their waist and they say like, okay, well, it's maybe because you're going into menopause or yes, whatever. That's, the, yeah. um, <laughs> that's all a scam. It's such a lie. You don't actually, it's, it's a lie. Mm. It's a hundred percent a lie because if that were true, I'm not in menopause yet, but like, I'm, I'm not gaining more weight. I'm actually, I'm losing more fat and I have muscle and they discourage women from lifting weights. They all oh, just lift the baby weights. No, you gotta lift the big weights. Hundred you know? percent. Get into it, Will. Right? Girls, women, get into it. Come on. Yeah. I've been working out for uh, twenty-five years. Wow. And I still like. I wish I could build more muscle, but I I can't. It's it's physically impossible for me to put on more muscle. Like I'm not gonna look like a beast. Hmm. It, it's just not going to happen. You know, we, we don't have the testosterone to, to make us unless you take it on, you know, unnaturally, we don't have, we can't be big people with big muscles, like, and they scare females into thinking like if they lift weights, you're going to look like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, that's not going to happen. No, I've been lifting not. weights for a long time. So, hmm. so I did self-sabotage back then. Uh, but now, no. Now That's I'm, awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's been an awesome podcast chat, Corey. I'd love to get you back on when you launch yeah. when you launch your stuff and we can talk more when about can talk more about the gym and like pick some topics and really delve into we sort of just scraped the surface sure. with a heap of them just then. So it'd be awesome to get you back yeah. on and delve into some more women's stuff. I would love- yeah. Yeah. I mean, because women, they they're really targeting women, eh? Like they, they we really are targeting women and uh, in more ways than yep. one. Um, and um, I, I feel like probably most of my clients will be women, yep. you know, oh, I agree with that. <laughs> they, yeah, they gravitate to me and I, I, I would feel probably more comfortable with a, with a woman anyways, but um, you know, I, I have so much to offer them in terms of, of 
what you, they can do as moms or as nurses and, or, you know, just women, you know, mm. they need a lot of help right now. They do. There's a lot of very uh, overweight, unhealthy women that just think, oh, okay, I'm getting older. Well, this is what happens. No, actually, it doesn't happen like that. Not it's if you a pro- care it's, a, it's a it's a program too. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah, it's because they watch so, their parents age yeah. into their overweightness, and they're like, "Oh, that's just going to happen to me." They've watched that, and it's a repetition thing, subconscious program. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I've got uh, two questions left for you, Corey, and then we can wrap yes, things up. Okay. So. Uh, first one is if there's someone, a woman watching this, or it could be anyone really, um, yeah. that was where you were, might've been a nurse drinking heaps of coffee, doing their thing, might be someone that's really struggling out there. What'd be your advice for someone to start their journey? Well, reach out to me, <laughs> I, you know, obviously reach, reach out to, you know, any of us, but you know, I had, uh, I had to dig deep within me and I, no one, no one was telling me what to do. Yeah. And I wish there was someone like me back then to say, this is what you have to do. Cause it would have been a lot easier. And so, um, I can be that person, you know, mm. if they're struggling right now, I can say, okay, this is what worked for me. And, you know, not telling them what to do, but just saying, you know, look, someone and you know I, I look for um Sean Whalen and and he's like a millionaire but you know he told me there's no one coming to save you and that's all I needed to be like okay then I, I gotta I gotta get shit done like on my own hmm. you know and I'm strong that way and a lot of people aren't strong that way and so how do you get to be as strong as I was back then or now it's it's a struggle but you really have to want it. And if you really want something, if you really like deep down in your heart, want something, you'll make it happen. And that's all I did. And there's no magic pill. There's no magic, anything other than like, I had to, I had to want it. And, and so for people that are listening, you, you have to want it and you'll find a way. Powerful advice. Yeah. And now I feel like there's so many of us now to help like back then, like three years ago, two years ago, there, no one was talking like this, you know? Um, but now there's so many of us out there and I all well, call us light workers, right? We yeah, are we the light are. workers. Yeah. And so now there's so there where, you know, you can find us now. And I do feel like our light is just being shone out to the whole entire world and they will be able to find us now. So, 100%. yeah. Well put, well said. Thank you. Very powerful. I love this podcast because when people give advice like that, it's usually for something for me. And it's like, yeah, I want something so bad and I'm just going to go make it happen now. Yeah. Thank you for that yeah. advice. If anyone's yeah. listening and listening to that, that's very, very powerful advice. Uh, we're going to have to make that an Instagram reel, that piece of advice and get that out there for you, yeah. Corey. What do you want? What do you Thanks. reckon? Make it a video. Um, yeah, I appreciate speaking of Instagram and stuff, uh, Corey, where can people find you? Can people reach out to you now and ask for help? Tell me all about that. Where can people find you? Absolutely. They can find me on Instagram at Corey Bignall. Yep. Uh, just the name. And, we'll, put your link. Uh, we'll put a link to that in the bottom for you. That's great. Yeah. Yep. 
And soon, uh, my website will be launching. Awesome. Yeah, com. I can't Ah. wait. (laughs) Yeah, I can't wait. So we're just, yeah, we're working on that now. Yep. I got to take photos and stuff and and figure out how I want it to look. But uh, that is going to be launching in the next few months, I would say. Beautiful. Give Corey a follow. Her Instagram content is really inspiring. She's always in the gym, so that's always good to see. And outdoor gym too. Yes. Under the sun. Thank you for sharing all that you shared today, Corey. I'm looking forward to getting you back on the next few months when you launch your stuff and we can pick a few topics and yeah, and really go for it. So yeah, thank you for ju- for jumping on today. It's been awesome to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening and watching wherever in the world you are. It's been the Breaking Free Podcast. I'm Nathan Francis, your host. I'll see you guys again real soon with another another awesome few guests before the uh, year's out. So we'll talk again soon and always reach out and ask for help. Reach out to Corey, reach out to me, reach out to someone that's been where you've been and watch yourself transform. And who knows, you might be on, on, on my podcast one day. So we'll talk again real soon. Catch you guys later. See ya. Uh, I need to stop recording. <laughs> oh.